What is up, all you nerds out there and sweatapines? And thank you for tuning in to episode 49 of the Fan Wars podcast. No relation. You guys all know the drill. We are just some regular old nerds who love talking sweaty nerd content. And we hope you all enjoy listening to that sort of thing. I'm your host, Josh. And with me today is our resident daimyo of drip, Cody, a.k.a. Bodie Williams. Bodie, what's up? What's happening? Uh, big shout to the sponsor this week, Haynes. That's right. I am doing the show from my draws and uh, just socks. So just, uh, still shout out Jordan Brand in front of the show, but just socks this week. Hey, bro. All right. Like I was drinking something while you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, all my of my laptop. Uh, next, we got the Dark Lord of the Sith himself, David Adago. David, what's happening? What is up? What is up? And last but certainly not least, the sleeping grizzly bear, Mr. Hunter Holmes. Hunter, what's good? I know one of these days you're going to say, and certainly least, and it's just going to hurt that much more. <laughs> Always lurking. You never know when it's going to when it's going to creep up at you. Um, or least. <laughs> damn. Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. So it's been. We uh, all rank our friends. <laughs> <laughs> Will you shut the f*** up? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm kidding. Hunter's not last anyways. Um, yeah, and neither am I because it's racist. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I could never do that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's been a couple weeks since our, our last pod. We got a Star Wars heavy episode to throw at you guys. Um, uh. today. How have you <laughs> how have you, uh, how have you guys been in the last two weeks since we've potted? I've been great since the Rams won yesterday. I hate him. The lone successful playoff team in the podcast is Hunter. Who would have thought? Ugh, my team didn't even make the playoffs this year. Um, my team didn't either. I meant to bring up, um, I was watching Attack of the Clones like last week or two weeks ago. I don't know. Time's a flat circle. Um, yeah. But and the part of the movie where Anakin and Obi Wan track that uh, assassin into the bar, I was watching that and like on the bar TVs and that there's like droids playing football. So like football is in Star Wars. Yes. So so we can talk about it. Let's spend thirty minutes talking about the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, I would not want to talk about. I was like, holy crap, football! Like, there's droids playing football. I, why is nobody talking about this? Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, because like only 150 people have seen that movie twice. Damn. Damn, and I mean, I'm one of them. 149 of those are me. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, we got some uh, Star Wars stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about the first three episodes of uh, Boba F- Book of Boba Fett. And then uh, we're going to talk about our favorite Star Wars moments or our favorite Star Wars scenes in uh, Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, so we'll <laughs> talk about that in the second half of the episode. But uh, yeah, let's get in a let's jump in a Book of Boba Fett. Our boy, Robert Rodriguez. Uh, Throwing out some uh, episodes there. Do we? Did we ever get confirmation how many episodes this uh, show is supposed to be? Or if it's I don't a know. I think I've been like operating under the assumption of like, seven. Yeah, but like I don't know why I think that's so confidently. We should we should look that up one day. Um, 
Yeah, it's not like we talk about it on a show for. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, how are you guys liking uh, Book of Boba Fett? Let's just jump right into it. I'm liking it a lot so far. I think it's been pretty good. It's uh, I know a lot of people don't like it because he like well not a lot, but some people don't like it because he like takes off his helmet and these people have this like head cannon of him and how he's supposed to be. But I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's a good character development, and I like um, oh, what's her name? The the Shan. Yeah, Finnick, the I really like. Yeah, she's dope. I yeah, really like great. her a lot. Alive and uh, this Finnick. last episode, alive. This last episode, my boy Danny Trejo came out. Trejo, Danny Trejo. Man, yeah, I was so Yeah, we were my, my man Machete's canon in Star Wars now. I, I, I saw him on Machete. <laughs> you know he's gonna have one like before. He better. Uh, yeah. yeah, like at, at some like ending eight. fight scene, he's gonna pull out a Machete. Like, um, no, I saw the uh that episode, uh the most recent one, like the morning that it dropped or whatever and i was like okay i remember texting y'all no spoilers but our boy's here yeah, <laughs> like, i was boy. like who's our boy and then i our saw them watch it and i was like oh our yeah, boy, boy. Yeah. <laughs> danny trejo shout out trejo tacos too they're uh really good out here taco uh taqueria here in uh LA, so uh bro there's, there's trejo's donuts too i need to try those he lives down here, here doesn't he I don't know where you live. I have not tried Trejo's. I don't know. I've not tried the donut place, but the tacos are the tacos slap. So, yeah, I went to his. uh, I went to his bar when right right before I uh, met up with you at that Star Wars um, bar this last time I went to LA. Mm -hmm. It's like right down. It's like right down the street. The uh, it's like a Trejo. I don't know if it's like the Trejo's tacos or Trejo's bar or something, but it was dope. Uh yeah, I think we did get food. Can't remember. That's dope. But yeah, my boy's in there, and that's dope because I love Mexicans in Star Wars. So <laughs> uh, you can you can just cut it off. But uh, I love Mexicans. <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, yeah. What about the rest of you guys? How are you guys like in the Book of Boba Fett so far? You want to go, Bodhi, or you want me to? Uh, I don't care if you're ready, man. Fire away. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Mid so far um i for a limited series really i felt like they didn't really need if it is a limited series i really we really could have done without the first two episodes they could have explained it just off screen in this most recent episode i know me and josh were talking off air that uh episode three really felt like the pilot and the other two's Episodes were just kind of out there. I mean, the second one especially felt like a oh no, we got milk only in a flashback scenario. Like, I didn't really like that second episode. Okay. Um. Oh, I just looked it up too. It is a limited series, and there will be seven episodes. So you are correct in your assuming, uh, Bodie. Nice. Uh, but yeah, how did what did you think about it, Bodie? Uh, so we got a. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I I actually really like it so far. Um mm. even like so I kind of felt like Hunter did at first, whereas like episode one and two could have been one episode at least. Mm-hmm. But I try I've been trying to watch everything lately in a sense of like if it feels this way, that's intentional. Like it's not they didn't f up, it's just probably intentional. And I, I think it's supposed to be like 
Boba Fett's life, well, I guess not know anything pre-Sarlacc Pit, but like post-Sarlacc Pit, it's not like glamorous or like he's not out there like, you know, it's not like Wild West, you know, like it's supposed to be like a struggle and like, I don't know, that's how I see it. I like it a lot so far. Um, I've, the action scenes we have got have been really cool. I didn't understand the space train, no matter how many times it's it's explained to me. I don't understand that part. That's <laughs> such a weird thing. <laughs> Just a train going through the desert, freaking doing drive-bys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like Al Capone just going through the death like Tommy gun like, blaster rifles yeah. like <laughs> oh it's Omar like like all yeah just <laughs> oh, but uh no I mean like I said I, I I like the story they're telling so far I like how they're doing the you know like kind of 50 50 between flashbacks to show you what's been going on with them and then also what's going on now I like that there's obviously going to be a power struggle. Um, so he is going to have to go crazy Boba Fett at some point. Um, but I don't know. I, I, so I know I'm kind of rambling here, but like the thing with like the headcanon certain people have had about what Boba Fett was supposed to be. I don't know where the f- they got that because he was on screen for like f- 36 seconds in the uh, original got that trilogy. From headcanon, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess that's what, I guess that's literally what headcanon is, but <laughs> But I'm saying that there was nothing to lead them there. Like he, even in even in the original trilogy, he wasn't like a bad dude. He got beat super easy. Like it wasn't. I don't know. Like, uh, it, uh, it, no, oh, did you. he not? Um, he got kicked in the freaking jetpack and died. No, no. Well, he that, definitely has like a different vibe to him than uh, than the original well, trilogy. But I don't. I don't really. It doesn't. Really no, I get me. that they're trying to grow the character and change it because, like I said, we really didn't. There's really no. I mean, it's not even. How you can't even say he's different because there was he didn't do much like he was hardly on screen and said anything, yeah. so you don't know what he was like. Um, so I don't get why people are upset that he's not living up to their expectations because their expectations were guy in a cool f-ing suit with guns. He's got to be a badass and like <laughs> you know they well, never I really. Th- I I think it was in part that they were because um, he's he's. The son of Jango Fett, and Jango Fett did pretty good against Obi-Wan one-on-one, so they assumed... I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm assuming that's what they thought Boba Fett was going to be Well, I mean, I get that too, but Jango Fett came out a long time after Boba Fett was a thing. That's true. Um, I... I mean, I understand. P- I do think there was like kind of a different vibe. He didn't say much in the original trilogy, and now he kind of says a lot. So, and like he's taking that. We never saw him without his helmet in the original trilogy, even though like he was in the same settings as he was now. So I, I kind of understand that it's different, but it's like, who cares? You know, he's, you know, like we're expanding the character. Who cares if he's different a little bit, you know? So, yeah, we're uh, building a character that had no character building. So, yeah, so that's, you that's guys how wanted Boba Fett so but... goddamn bad. This is how they picture it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, you can't clamor for Boba Fett and then not like it when it comes out. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> getting, uh... getting Molly walked by Tuscan Raiders 24 <laughs> 7. They were beating his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the book of Boba Fett getting his ass kicked because man, he like as soon as, out of, soon as he got out of the uh Sarlacc pit, like he got robbed, he got jumped. Like it was Dude, could you dirty. imagine 
all I was thinking about in the scene where he was fighting the Wookiee, could you imagine you're asleep and you get woken he up got to a Wookiee? He pulled out his drawers like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was just about to say that. Like, the scene with when he was like, out of a deep sleep, Kersantan just has his freaking hands around his throat. Oh my f***ing God, dude. I was... <laughs> Gets pulled he would have killed me easy. I'd have been dead there. I wouldn't. I'm not, I wouldn't even know what to do. Boba Fett's like, I'm in my drawers. Like, let me put some clothes on and leave. Huh. Uh, like, didn't I just hire motherfucking guards like last episode? <laughs> guards was getting Molly. Bro, Ray earlier that episode. How did this big ass Wookiee walk in there to even try to kill him? You know he was breathing hard too. Like, how nobody hear that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like inside the back to take you here. <laughs> They're like, bro, and Boba Fett's like, hey, whichever one of y'all snoring, <laughs> shut the f up. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah, but no, he is getting the absolute f oh, out yeah, of him in this series so hands, far. Like the whole like. It's funny too because he's trying to be like so like respectful. I'm gonna rule with respect, not fear, and they just keep beating his ass for it. Like, oh my! Fight back! First fight back! Just comes out of the uh, out of the Sarlacc pit, and the Jawas show up. And <laughs> rob him. Jump him and rob him! Bro. <laughs> and oh then, my god! And then he woke up like in captivity by the Tusken Raiders, and they started beating his ass for like no reason. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> oh, oh god no that was funny now this most i've i've enjoyed um uh, the show a lot i do um agree with uh hunter a little bit i do feel like the third episode kind of felt like it should have been the pilot i don't know um i understand what they were doing with the flashbacks with the tuscan raiders for one a they want to show what he's like practically at what he's been doing um since he got out of the Sarlacc pit. But they also want to show, like you were saying, Bodhi, that he's a different character that we've seen in the original trilogy now. Like, he's not a gunslinging, cutthroat bounty hunter. He's a kind of a leader, you know, and he has, like, yeah. some honor to him. He's got uh, kind of a code of ethics, a code of honor to him, kind of like uh, Mandalorian did. Um, so they want to show, like, he's a different character. And that part of the flashbacks was setting up... Um, you know, like you said, with the space train, uh, they got to <laughs> set up um, that whole storyline with the pikes and stuff. So I get the setup. Yeah. But as far as like the vibe of it, like the third episode kind of felt like it was should have been the pilot because you got a lot of those things from that episode. You saw flashbacks with the Tusken Raiders. You see that he's a changed man because instead of molly whopping those teenagers, those punk, literally punk teenagers, like he went and employed them. And he he's also based because dude told he told that one dude to lower his prices like for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like Boba Fett's like based, you know, he assimilated in the Tuscan Raiden culture. So, yeah, he I mean, he's a definitely a different guy now. I uh, I like it. I still don't quite know how I felt about the punk rock band teenage motorcycle like i'm not sure who that's scene. for yeah it, it, i just I, thought of cyberpunk 2077 that's kind of what that. i thought of i was like and i hate to say that doesn't feel like star wars because like who the f am i you know to say it doesn't feel like star wars right. but it kind of doesn't feel like star wars but you no know, and I, even the like I, I saw a lot of people literally just complaining that their speeders were 
looked like scooters in bright color or whatever. I could give a shit less what the speeder looks like. Yeah. Just the idea of the whole thing makes no sense. There was no yeah. setup to it. Like even after they, I mean, maybe maybe it'll get deeper as we go. Laugh, but um, I think uh, <laughs> I don't know that it does seem like really weird and out of place and like forced in. And it was like, is this like the producer's nephews or something? Like, why are we like? <laughs> What is this it, role for? It, yeah, it felt like Star like Outsider, the book and TV Outsiders um, yeah. put into Star Wars with those kids. And I don't know if it was just the way they were showing the camera, but that uh, speeder chase looked like they were going five miles an I hour. I thought that it did look like I was like, hey, can't y'all put them hoes in overdrive or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, they really are like, space vespas. Yeah, like they they were like droids were literally going faster than them. I was like, this yeah, just doesn't feel quite, right. It felt very because yeah, speeders. Star Wars is always uh, it's always been a sci-fi fantasy. You know, it's it's sci-fi because it's like in space, but it has like kings and, and knights. It, you know, <laughs> yeah, but it still has like kings and knights and wizards and princesses and like that. So it's like a sci-fi fantasy. This scene felt very sci-fi, which like I said, who am I to say it doesn't feel like Star Wars? So whatever, you know, I it it, it was fine, you know. Um but uh yeah, I I'm I I'm liking it uh overall. I am interested. I had told Bodie off air that first or whenever they had the scene with the train, I was like, that scene, like him them taking that train is going to bite him in the ass later on. And we're already like already just in episode three, like we're seeing that like the pikes don't around um, when it comes to all their stuff. So yeah, like that is going to, that's going to bite him in the ass. And, but it's going to, it's going to be exciting. I mean, he already said like uh, Phoenix said they're preparing for war and he was like, well, we'll be ready. So looks like we're going to get, it's got to get hot and heavy in these next few episodes. Um, I was uh, thinking, like, uh, <clears throat> do you guys think we could see some more criminal syndicates uh, show up besides, like, the Pikes? we kind of seen kind of the Huts already, and then obviously the Pikes are going to be a big storyline. Y'all think we could see, like, Crimson Dawn or something like that? I feel well? like with only four episodes left, probably not. I feel like it's gonna they're going to focus on the thing with the Pikes now. But yep. then again, like I said, there's, there's an obvious maybe not power vacuum, but there's going to be a power struggle. So I could see it like getting it like really intense between Bubba and the Pikes. And then all of a sudden somebody else, Red Dawn or whoever shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt it, but you know, I guess you never know. What about some uh, other bounty hunters? I know uh, what, what's the Wookiee's name again. I always forget his name. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Yeah. Do you think, do you think guys think he'll show back up or do you think we'll see? Oh, I'm sure hunters? he comes back up. He yeah, I to. hope he, he does. Way too badass not to. I feel yeah, like if he shows exactly. back up, it's going to be on Boba's team. It has to be. Like Boba spared his life after yeah. he definitely yeah. tried to kill him. Yeah. So, um, but I'm excited. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get uh, Cowboy Hat guy. Um, Cad Bane. I always forget his name. Yeah, Cad Bane. I don't think we're going to get Cad Bane, which is I know what Twitter wants, but yeah. Um, I feel like they wouldn't waste him on like one. Well, I don't, maybe they would. They've kind of been doing that lately, but they wouldn't waste. And, him on like it's one not really like or. it's not really like a waste. Like he he kind of just shows up in like the Clone Wars. So if he just shows up now, I mean, it wouldn't. I don't think it'd be like a waste. I mean, I know? think it'd be cool if he did, but yeah. um, and I don't really know that many other bounty hunters. So 
um, like Bosk. I don't know, like is oh, Bosk yeah, and them us. still kicking and like IG eighty eight. Wasn't he on the uh, on the barge when it exploded? In like uh, New Hope, in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Ooh, maybe. I don't I think he was on the barge when it exploded. I mean, that doesn't mean he's maybe. dead necessarily because Star Wars, but. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I didn't. I forgot about that. You know, I I don't know. I don't know if he would be. I don't know if he would have been there because Boba Fett is kind of the one who got the prize. Like he got Han Solo, so I don't really know what Bosk would be doing there. But you never know. I don't know. There's other bounty hunters out there that could show up. So being a weird fucking lizard, I don't know. That's what he'd be yeah. doing there. I mean, technically, like Kira could still be out there. She'd be old. No, she wouldn't be that old, actually. She wouldn't be that old. She'd be about the same age as like Han in the original trilogy. You're about to make me growl over the microphone. Stop. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I want to see Emily Clark again. <laughs> but yeah, if we could see her show back up uh, in something like this. That would be pretty cool, actually. See if her she showed show up like, in Boba Fett? Yeah, because I mean, like, it, it, it's a power struggle between criminal syndicates oh and she's yeah you're right definitely high up in crimson dawn the one of the other criminal syndicates you know so i wouldn't be surprised if she overtook maul for top dog in that you know how would she do that though without being able to likely kill him well maul dies in rebels so yeah maul's dead the car, uh, the animated stuff. I don't want to call them cartoons. That, that feels disrespectful. The animated cartoons. stuff timeline is like up in my head. Like I can't. It's Rebels so hard for me to place that Rebels is, is the start of the rebellion. So it's right. It's a couple years before New Hope and Rogue One. And Boba Fett is how many years before New Hope and Rogue One? No, Boba Fett's after New Hope and Rogue One. Boba Fett and Mandalorian are like a few oh, years. Oh, that makes after, sense. That's why Maul yeah. would be dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Maul would be dead. So she could be running if she's still kicking, she could be running Crimson Dawn and that Ooh. would actually make sense for her to show up in something like this, but I doubt we see that. But that'd be cool. Um I was telling uh Bodie the other day that I kind of wish all these shows were one show. Like all these underground shows, because I was telling Bodhi that back in like 2006, I think, like shortly after Revenge of the Sith, uh, George Lucas uh, was going to start a live like the first Star Wars live action show. And it was going to be called like Star Wars Underworld or something like that. And he wrote like 100 episodes for it. It never happened, obviously, but it was going to be about like the criminal the crime under like on Coruscant, pretty much like the underworld of Coruscant. I would like to see a TV show like that. And I feel like I was telling Bodhi, like Bodhi kind of explained it the way I was explaining it. He kind of put it like The Wire, but in Star Wars. Like, I would like to see that, like yeah. a long running Star Wars TV show that's just about all the criminal shit going on. Like Boba Fett's there, Mando's there, there's bounty hunters everywhere, the Pikes, the Crimson Dawn, the Huts, like there's gangster shit everywhere you know and it's and like, like you get a little of both sides so you don't root for one side or the other it's like yeah no yeah like we're getting, and like, like yeah there's a bunch of care like every yeah we get a bunch of different story arcs like they could have story arcs a few episodes with boba fett and like there's power struggle with the huts and and the pikes and crimson dawn and mando could show up and stuff like that it's just all the criminal going on i would like that to all be under one roof like one tv show and it go like five, six seasons or something like that. I agree with that. And I think that's part of 
the reason I've always liked Revenge of the Sith so much is because I like it when shows show you like like it did with Anakin. Like, be I mean, he is a bad guy. So before I get into this, I know you're gonna laugh, but like just because you're a bad guy, quote unquote, doesn't mean you're actually a bad guy. It just means you're doing the thing that you thought you needed to do for whatever reason. And like, you know, most of the time it's like in those situations, you just didn't see another way out. And like, that's what the wire is. Like, you know, it's like these guys yeah. are selling drugs. They don't do it because it's fun. It's like the only thing they can do. Yeah. And like, you know, Anakin didn't want to join the Sith and murder people. He wanted to save Padme. And that was the only way he thought he could do it. And, and like, I think like, it'd be cool to see that. Like with these guys, like I'm, I do this bad shit, but it's because X, Y, Z. And uh, we were talking about this last night, but it's exactly like bringing up solo. I love solo. Um, bring it up solo. Um, Amelia Clark, uh, Kira in that movie is trying to explain that to Han. Like, dude, I'm not in this life because I want to be. Like, Han is like, oh yeah, like I'm the bad boy, you know, whatever. I can do what I want, and, you know, that I don't answer to anybody. And she's like, you have no idea, like you idiot. Like we, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm only in this life because like I have to be. Like I was like born here, and I don't really have a way out. Everybody serves, you know, somebody like in this business. You don't want to make an enemy out of these people. Like, so I, I, I think a show that's like about that with all these characters, all these crime syndicates and stuff. I would have loved to see that, but that was just kind of me throwing that in there. Um, but you guys have anything else uh, to add to Boba Fett before we move on? Uh, nope. I think one last thing for me, just because I remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the second episode where they're showing more of him with the uh, the Tusken Raiders. Uh, I like how it kind of went into uh, a little bit of it made it feel like the real Wild West because it went into like the whole like the natives losing their land to, you know, people that have. I guess better weapons and stuff. Yeah, and it remind it reminded me a lot of of like the history that we read about mm. and with like uh, the Western expansion of the U.S. And I feel like it makes it even more interesting because um, I forget what his name is, but the actor that plays Boba Fett, you know, he's Tim from Morrison. New Zealand. Morrison. Yeah, he's like from New Zealand, so yeah. I mean, a lot of his people have had to deal with that too. So and he's like indigenous New Zealander. Yeah, 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 he's, he's indigenous. Uh, my, yeah, yeah, he's indigenous. My, uh, so. I I, it's something really, with an M. Uh, it's, it's the same uh, Taika. Ma- yeah, Mari. Yeah, Ta- Taika yeah, yeah. is too. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was really like indigenous. Put in the show and like kind of you know use the show to kind of talk about because it's yeah. But they I also that was really interesting. every they did it in Mandalorian too. But every time they keep humanizing the. Tuscan Raiders, it makes Anakin look so much worse. Oh my god! To be fair, the Tuscan Raiders did say that that they were like a different tribe, and that there are tribes that just kill people. Yeah. So, I mean, not not every tribe is, I guess, wholesome. Like the tribe. I mean, it's also it, it's also a matter of oh, perspective, though, because yeah. no, for like, sure, for sure, because like uh, just like with the train, like they are like carrying cargo through the tuscan raiders land and they always like shoot at them and like pillage when they come through there with that train so it's like you can look at it and say oh the tuscan raiders are shooting that train like those poor people like no those people are invading their land (laughs) like so yeah yeah, it's it's also like a matter of perspective but i i think that's funny too like every time they humanize them they (laughs) make anakin look so much worse (laughs) um 
Do we? This might be dumb. Do we know what caused Tatooine to dry out? Because they always talk about it used to be full of water. I don't think areas of of Earth that are like that. So I just assume like time and. That's true, and those areas weren't always like that. Yeah, time and climate that just over time, over hundreds of thousands of years, happens. They still find like cell shell fossils and like that in Egypt. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would just say like that, just like it happens here. Oh, so you'll, so it's a lame answer. <laughs> time. Yeah, I guess. Sorry. Time was not the right answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah. Y'all got anything else to add to Boba Fett before uh, we move on? I honestly could talk about it all night. So. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to uh, our top. Star Wars moments. This was very hard for me, as y'all will see. Um, so we're going to talk about our uh, top three favorite scenes or moments in Star Wars. We'll probably give some honorable mentions there, too. But let's let's go around and each give our what's your third favorite moment of Star Wars or scene of Star Wars? Who wants to go first? Are we all going to do our third and then like loop back around? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. My third favorite scene is one we were actually just talking about return of the Jedi Luke on the barge um, and Han blind still on the barge when they're uh, about to get put in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Uh, When we first started talking about this, I thought we were going to do favorite moments. So like one second little thing. Yeah. It's when Luke gives a little signal to R2 and it, yep. oh my, like knowing now what's about to happen, that shit is so fucking awesome. But yeah. that scene, like when I think about what really got me into Star Wars, like I, I told y'all before, but like I, I, I got to see him in theaters because they had the re-release. And don't say I'm old, Hunter. They had the re-release <laughs> um, in theaters, like in the really late '90s or early 2000s. So I got to actually see these movies in theaters. But like when I think oh, back yeah. about it, like shut up, all the action figures I had, like all the Lego Star Wars stuff I had, like I always wanted the green lightsaber Luke and the black robes and shit. like yeah. that That scene got me so buck when I was a kid. It still does. Like it's uh, yeah, visually I, so cool. Seeing the green lightsaber ignite for the first it, time. Same man. Like it, when he gives the little salute to R2 and R2 shoots the, yeah. uh, shoots the lightsaber up and Luke catches it, like smiles and ignites yeah. it like that. That, yeah. that was uh, my number three, but I, because I knew it was going to be yours, I chose something else. <laughs> that is really yeah, like my number we three. We didn't talk yeah. about this off air. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Who, uh, who wants next? I'll That's do, I'll do my number three. All right, go ahead. I, I think my number three has to be the Darth Vader hallway scene in Rogue One. Gotcha. Because that was amazing. And I was really late into the Star Wars game. I'm sure I said this before on the pod, but Rogue One was like the first like full Star Wars movie I saw. And, a good you know, I, yeah. And I, I knew of characters, of course, just because, you know, because they're famous. But yeah, what that movie is like one of my favorites regardless. But at the end of that movie, when I saw that scene, I was like, damn, I really like I was like, wow, this is an amazing character. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely one of my favorite scenes for sure. To this day, that's like the honestly one of the only scenes live action that we have of Darth Vader just going like almost. Of berserk. course, it's not full power, yeah. but just like berserk and just yeah. no, that, crazy. In my opinion, that's straight the best up Darth Vader scene, and that means a lot. So. Straight up yeah. Michael Myers, like 
<laughs> like oh. just going ham. Um, if Michael Myers was really mad and on steroids, and <laughs> oh, you need to see the new Halloween movie because yeah, he all those that, things. yeah. <laughs> uh, from what I've heard, I actually don't need to see the new Halloween. Uh, you movie. might be right, <laughs> but yeah, he it's pretty much like that. Um, all right, yeah, Hunter, you want next, or you want me to go yeah. next? Yeah, I'll just finish. I'll go. Um, my third favorite, um, kind of a long scene, but. Um, pretty much the opening to Revenge of the Sith, nice. where it's Obi Wan and Anakin in the uh, pretty much in Starfighter assault. Like that's the best way to describe it. It, it is my um, favorite Star Wars opening. That's in my I, top. That was in my uh, honorable mention. Yeah, I'll, everything just, y'all said are in my honorable mention. <laughs> that that scene right there sums up like Star Wars for me, <laughs> at least yep. the literal part of a Star War. <laughs> yeah. Great scene. No, I agree. Really, That's really my, cool scene. Yeah, my favorite Star Wars opening of all time. Um, my <clears throat> number three, <clears throat> like I said, all everything y'all have mentioned so far is gonna be on my on. I have a long honorable mentions list. So, um, but yeah, my number three is I kind of picked a scene, not a moment. It's um, Anakin versus Obi Wan in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, their fight. Um, I know. Damn, Some that was my think, number two. I, that, what, okay, way to give wait. it a Wait! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> um, no, but yeah, like that scene, um, yeah, just having uh, them, there's so much emotional weight to that fight, and uh, especially like at the conclusion of the fight when obviously Obi-Wan chops Anakin down and Obi-Wan's pouring his heart out. You were my brother, Anakin. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. You know, like I it's that it's great. That was uh, Revenge of the Sith was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theater as a kid. So yeah, it's uh that's my number three. Um yeah. Let's go for the yeah, twos. No, that's okay. Am I allowed to have a tie for a second or do I have to boot one to no, you mention? gotta boot one? Mm-hmm. Okay, also then does this question encompass the shows or is it just the movies i have an animated scene in my honorable okay. mention so go perfect. ahead perfect yeah, so i think in, when i get back to honorable mention i want to tell you what i booted out of here because i love that scene too but <sighs> when i'm when thinking about this list i try to think of like what made me feel the most when i was watching it mm-hmm. and when uh, din jaren first sees grogu when we first get to see grogu the finger touch Oh my god, dude! That not, not even just the finger touch. When I just see a, a, I hate saying baby Yoda, but when I just see a baby Yoda, I was like, "Holy! F-. Like, where the f- is this series gonna go?" Like, <laughs> that was is so, so true. <laughs> I thought that was so wild. Like, that was yeah. the last thing I expected. That that was um, the absolute last. They're talking about a fifty-year-old man. You got to go get yeah. a fifty-year-old. But like, uh, that you're that you're right. I that thought that was so crazy. I got chills. Like, I just remember being like. Like uh, that was such a good twist. Like I never would have seen that coming. Never. I would have guessed yeah. a million things before I guessed that. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. And then obviously where it goes after that, but like, you know, then it's like, why are they trying to kill him? Uh. You know, what what's his de- like? You know, where did he come from? Now we're gonna yeah. find out where Yoda came from. Maybe like I don't know. It's uh yeah. that shit was fucking awesome. So I hate I hate not picking something from the movies. Yeah. But like I no, said, that scene good. made it's me react the most. <laughs> Yeah. Like physically and emotionally. This is great. This is a great segment. This is like a celebration of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> go ahead, David. Yeah. Go All ahead. right. Well, um, 
I, I'm actually glad you you said what you said so I can move it because I was okay. I was up in the air. I think you guys are gonna be surprised about this one because this was like my number four, mm-hmm. but it, it I could definitely see it being closer to like a number two or three. Mm-hmm. But the the Bill Burr moment where he's in where he's like sitting down Ooh. at that table, yeah, and yeah. you can just see the pain in his eyes yeah. the entire time, and it's like one of the it's one of the first times you realize like these stormtroopers like they didn't. It, they didn't really get to decide what they did, you know, like they committed all these like war crimes and a lot of them didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it's it's like Rogue One where it makes it real, you know, yeah. it kind of yeah. like they're not just like these, you know, funny people that can't shoot, you know, <laughs> like yeah. they're, they make them like actual real people. And the acting that that man did is you can just see that pain in his eyes. And it it reminded me of the uh, of the scene from Inglorious Bastards with the milk scene yeah. where you can just like there's so much pressure and um, like emotion going on without even saying a lot of words. Yes, it was just it was just so awesome. And it it I feel like it also made it better because. In my head, I'm like, this is what Finn should have been, you know, <laughs> like Finn yeah. should have been the stormtrooper that redeems other stormtroopers. Oh, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot agree with that more. Oh yeah, my god, I cannot. He should have been the stormtrooper that, that you know that redeemed the other stormtroopers yes. and humanized them. You know, yes. like I feel like, especially now that we've had Star Wars for so long, and you, we have things like this that have kind of gotten it away from just like you know, the cheesy like sci-fi, which is cool, but you know, it's like you can humanize these people and make the story even better. But yeah, that Bill Burr moment is probably one of my favorite moments in star Wars. That's a great answer. That scene is also just to pick back off where you left. That scene is so good because like you said, it humanizes the stormtroopers, but also like in the Mandalorian series, Bill, Bill Burr is kind of an antagonist. But he was in a store. He was a stormtrooper, and it's like in this in that specific episode, he was like one of the good guys. But it shows you like how gray the line, how blurred the line is for good guy and bad guy in Star Wars, especially because like here's a guy that was supposed to be like a bad guy in the series and Bill Burr's character, and he is like brought to tears because of how like mistreated the other stormtroopers were and how much the empire didn't care about them. But it also makes you feel for them. It's like, damn, you know how many stormtroopers that were probably like that died in the death star explosions. And it's like, man, like they are also like, (laughs) you know, it's tough to think about like, yeah, the rebels won, but like also a lot of people died that probably weren't bad people, you know, which one of those star destroyers is like, 50,000 people every time yeah. you see one of those star destroyers go down it's yeah. 50,000 people that exactly. have died you know exactly yeah so like it, it, it yeah no that is a that is a fantastic answer I'm that's glad a really good that. answer yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm actually that. jealous yeah I'm glad you picked that um it's a great answer Hunter Hunter yeah. follow it up uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so mine is um from the Mandalorian also Mm-hmm. Um, um, I did not expect I, I expected to be the only one of those. So no, happy to hear this. Um, it is when you see that green lightsaber with the glove, <clears throat> yeah. and then just start murking those death droids with the, with the fucking music going on. Yeah. I just loved that scene so much. Like it had me uh, punch in the air. I was 
just so excited for it. Didn't get it spoiled like some people. Um, yeah. But yeah. no, that that scene was just that summed up like the fighting of the Jedi for me, and I really liked that scene. Yeah, that, um, that that's definitely my honorable mention, and I did have it spoiled for me. <laughs> I don't even want to tell the story, but I had it spoiled for me. Um, but still, even seeing it, like, I mean, I don't Shock like... The factor that they put Luke Skywalker in that. We were yeah. like, no way. No way Luke is in We literally no talked about it way. on this pod. We talked yeah. about, like, it's not going to... Well, we know it's not going to be Luke Skywalker, so who is it? Yeah. <laughs> and I was talking about, they need to at least mention, like, obviously Luke's not going to show up, but yeah, they need to at least mention name. Luke yeah. Skywalker. Yeah, like, oh my god, that was crazy. No, also great. No, especially, like I just told you, too, my favorite like a uh, version of any character in star Wars ever is Luke Skywalker, green lightsaber, black robes. Like that, that's, uh, that's like, that's what yeah. I think of what, it, what got me into star Wars. Like that's my childhood. Yeah. No, great. Terrific answer. We got some, this is a celebration of star Wars. Let's, let's keep it's going. a celebration. Uh, my, uh, number two, hold on. Let me make sure. Um, yeah. My number two is from the last Jedi. And it is Luke teaching Ray about the force. Um, it is the, uh, I think it's what the second lesson or something like that, or first left lesson. I don't remember which one it was, but um, when he, that whole scene, when he's like, all right, sit down, legs crossed, you know, now he's like, now breathe and reach out. First of all, him <laughs> with her like that, like, and slapping her with that branch. I love that. Yeah. That reminded me of, Luke meeting Yoda in of Empire Strikes Back, which I love that scene, and it's like one of the funniest scenes. But yeah, that anyway, was almost top three for me. Yeah, Pat, past even past that, Luke explaining the Force to her, and like her literally feeling <coughs> the Force like throughout that island is literally my favorite part about Star Wars, and it's like it encapsulated the Force so much, like in that scene, like. He, she was like, I feel it all, like life, dark, you know, uh, violence, you know, death, decay that breeds new life. Like it's all part, you know, the force is like interconnected in all living things. It's, it's the thing that binds the universe together. You know, I, I love that. I, I could not be like, that was obviously I put it number two, but that is just one of my favorite scenes in star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I um, love that scene. Especially because it kind of leads into Ray being tempted by the dark side because it's like yeah, clearly exactly. she feels that side of it. Exactly. And then she and you see like Luke kind of cut himself off from the force. And also Luke explaining that the light that she feels about that, because Luke was saying, you know, in Luke's mind, the Jedi were doing more harm than good at that point. And he was like, OK, the Jedi need to end because they're doing more harm than good. But he was explaining to her, like, that doesn't mean the light side of the force. Like, that doesn't mean the light needs to die. Like, the Jedi don't own the light. That's vanity. So, I, I yeah, I love that. It, yeah. It was, I, I love that scene. So, uh, that was my number two. I want to move on to the favorite, the favorite moment or scene in Star Wars. Kick us off, Bodie. So, I, I swear to God, I had a tough time not having... Yoda beating the piss out of R two D two with a stick as my number one. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's like the hardest I ever laughed at anything. But um, no, if anybody follows me on Twitter, this would be no surprise. But it is when Luke and Yoda are sitting around the Jedi Temple being burnt down, or or the Jedi Jedi, Jedi library. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
that scene to me is every lesson they've been trying to teach you about the Jedi. Like it's not like, yeah, obviously some people saw this differently or treated it differently. But like at the end of the day, it's, we just do the right thing because we're supposed to do the right thing. Exactly. All those books are bull and all like all that other. Yeah. Complicate. We've complicated it too much already. Yeah. Like we've made it a a religion when it's not really that it's more just a, you know, a code. Yeah. Yeah. It's just do the right thing. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. I swear to God, the scene, it gives me chills every time when Yoda says, uh, we are what they grow beyond. Yeah. And that is the burden of all masters. Yes. Like it makes me feel bad for my parents. <laughs> like, I, exactly. Know, like, like, I want to cry. I'm like, I'm so sorry, mom and dad. I exactly. Like, like you yeah. know how like stupid, like idiots we were when we were kids. Like, and they're yeah. just trying to do were. what's best for us. Like, yeah, yeah that's true. Are, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like how stupid idiots we are. And like, oh yeah. It, 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 Honestly, I don't know how we didn't die. Li- for <laughs> real. Like literally just pass on. All you can do is pass on everything like your your failures your accomplishments and then you have to go and let them live yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) you have to go let them live but like that doesn't mean you just you know toss them to the side like yeah uh, oh man i i could not agree more that scene is so so cool and another thing i like about that scene just sorry real quick but just before we move on um you know like you were just talking about when luke meets yoda it's like their relationship still hasn't changed like yoda (laughs) sees him and luke says Master Yoda and Yoda yeah. says, "Young Skywalker," and then Luke's like, "I'm gonna go burn it's, this mother down." And Yoda's like, "Okay, okay, go ahead." Lightning, he's like, <laughs> he still like, hits him in the head with his little wooden yeah, cane. He's like, still with him, but it's so funny to me. Like, like it, I the, love that. Luke was is such like a the great. Luke is the best good, good. Jedi of all time at that point, and like he's still getting taken to school by Yoda. Yoda's like, just clowning him. Oh, that was such a great like when. You know, I've always thought, and I'm sure most people agree, but Star Wars should be written by Star Wars fans. Mm. And that's where Ryan Johnson really showed to me that it was like, he's just like us. Like, he loved that Yoda was f***ing with Luke. Like, he loved, like, the relationship, like, I don't know. Like I said, when when Luke says Master Yoda and Yoda says Young Skywalker, I'm like, that's so f***ing cool because he's not Young Skywalker anymore. and. Yoda is not really his master anymore, and no. I don't know. He's I just that's like, so f- cool. Luke is the grand Jedi master at this point, Le- yeah. legendary, and he's still yeah. getting taken to school by, you know, by his mentor. So that yeah, I could not agree more. No, and and, and just one more thing: the visuals are fantastic. Oh yeah, it also looks like beautiful. I said, if you don't follow me on Twitter, <laughs> you should <clears throat> at Cody S Williams. Um, but my header that that uh, the picture of him and Yoda sitting in front of the fire and. Oh my god, dude! It's just—it literally so gives good. me chills every time I watch it, and I watch it all the time. So, <laughs> bravo, sir, uh, David. What's your favorite Star Wars moment or scene? All right, this one was this one was easy for me because I ba- I basically have it tattooed on me. So the oh uh, the scene from hey, shut up <laughs> the scene from uh, from Rebels uh, from Rebels where uh, Ahsoka. Uh, fights Darth Vader for the first time. Yep, I, I love that scene because yep. it it just has so much emotion. Because at yep. this time, she basically doesn't know that it's Anakin. That's her and, finding out it's Anakin. Yeah, yeah, that's her finding out that yep. that her, her master's alive. Basically, I mean, imagine that you think your master's dead, 
then your master's alive, but in reality, he's kind of dead because he's gone to the dark side, you know? And then he's when alive, they're fighting, but the most evil person of all time. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine how much emotion she goes through, like realizing what he did, that he wasn't dead, that he killed all the younglings, you know, mm-hmm. that he's like the most evil person alive, basically at that moment, other than the emperor. And then when they're fighting and he and she gets him in the eye and she looks at him right in the eye. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the scene I have tattooed. Uh, you see Anakin for a split second, just a yep. split second. You know, you see him kind of connect back to his uh, his apprentice. Yep. And just like that, the anger takes over him. Uh, the anger takes over way too quick and they get back to fighting. Yep. And uh, man, I love that scene. Like that's Star Wars to me, that, you know, yeah. like. The anger that this man has, yeah, yeah, it it just reminds. It's just crazy the amount of anger that Darth Vader has, because one of the comics that I read, it it tells you how they make the the uh, kyber crystal red, Mm. and when they're trying to make the kyber crystal red, the kyber crystal tries to stop you, and it shows you a different way. Like it shows you like, oh, you don't have to do this. Like you could do this instead, Mm. and for Darth Vader. It showed him, you know, finding Obi-Wan again and Obi-Wan forgiving him. And the thing is, Obi-Wan would have forgiven him if he did, you know, tried to redeem himself. But in the comic, his anger is just so much that he pulls yeah. himself out of it and bleeds the crystal anyways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that scene is just amazing. I could By the way, just to interject more. quick, I love, love, love the phrase that Star Wars to me. I hope yep. everybody that watches Star Wars can find a moment like that. That's like that's what Star Wars is to me. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I David, that scene is amazing. Uh it hit it broke my honorable mentions as well. Um I it also like like you said, that for a split second you see she said and she calls him Anakin. Like she calls him Anakin. And like how many not like we've all seen the Clone Wars. Well, most of us. We've all seen the Clone <laughs> Wars. Um she doesn't call him Anakin often. It's Master Skywalker most of the time, you know, and so like for her to say Anakin right there and him also to say Ahsoka and she's like, I'm not. No, I'm not leaving you this time. Like, I'm not leaving you. And for a split second, you're like, oh, there's some humanity there. And nope, it's too much. Like his anger is too much. It also then you will die. (laughs) Yeah, then you will die. Like, And also it also strengthens the throne room scene in. Return of the Jedi, because Luke, it takes Luke's guy, it takes his own son to bring him to the good side. Like Obi-Wan couldn't bring him back. Padme, his wife couldn't even bring him back. His apprentice couldn't bring him back. It took his son. So like, I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. That's great scene. Amazing scene. Um, yeah. Connor, you up? Yeah. So my number one scene, Josh has already said, um, I was trying to think of another one so we didn't all have repeating, but that scene with Obi-Wan and Anakin on Mustafar, I just – that – like when I think of Star Wars, that's exactly what I think of. That is the first scene that always comes to mind. It's one of the most iconic scenes throughout the whole series. 
Um, there's so many memes about it. It's still a very good. It's still one of the only Star Wars uh, scenes that still is referenced in pop culture with especially with Obi-Wan saying I have the high ground um, and it's just all the emotion. And it was yep. it. One thing it did have going for it that makes the scene so much better is that it was the. Oh, what's the word? Um, the fuck. Fi- the turning point and the the climax of the first three of the prequels. It's Um, a climax of the whole, it's of star Wars pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all nine movies basically. Yeah. And so that's what it has going for. And it's just so beautifully done throughout. Um, and just, that's exactly what I think of when someone tells me star Wars. Yeah. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's a great, uh, also, like the musical score, the yes. Battle of the Heroes cannot be underrated. Like, cannot be undersold in that in that scene. Like, the music is great. Fight choreography is great. Like, the emotion at the end. Yeah, like it's literally the climax of it of all of Star Wars, basically. So I yeah couldn't agree more. A, a freaking fantastic scene. Uh, it's it's i mean i didn't i didn't put it in my top three not because it's i mean it, it might not be in my top three anyways but i also knew y'all would probably somebody would have it mm. um but i mean like hunter said when you think of star wars that is it, one of the first couple things i think of yeah. i mean like you said that is the climax of the star wars original saga yeah. you know whatever we get in the future whatever but and I guess some of the stuff from Rise of Skywalker, but like in my mind, it's it's <laughs> Anakin oh, yeah, versus Obi Wan. Like yep. that's because then even you know A New Hope basically starts with Anakin. I mean, it doesn't start with that scene, but like that's kind of the idea is like Anakin versus Obi Wan again. So yeah, um, it's like that's how we got to that point. That is a no, and the two blue lightsabers going against each other. I feel like that's the, an underrated thing. Like the visual of two blue lightsabers fighting each other was the, such a the like jarring, grab, awesome thing. The screen grab of them like fighting on the ledge and grabbing each other's lightsaber like in their hand, and then the lava like ignites in the background is just like yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Like could not no, be, I yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, uh, I Love had to put that, that moment in my pick. top three too. Yeah. Um, Okay, um, my number one is probably no surprise either. I tweeted about it. Um, my favorite moment in Star Wars is the throne room scene uh, in Return of the Jedi. Um, Ooh. Yeah, the throne room scene of... Uh, yeah, that that's my favorite scene. It's, it's specifically the moment where Palpatine is trying to give get Luke to turn to the dark side. He's leveraging all his friends and family on Endor. He's like, I'm going to kill them all. Like, unless you come to the dark side with me, you know, uh, you, or unless you kill your father right here. And at this point of return of the Jedi, like everyone has told Luke that he has to kill Vader. Like this is, this is Luke's Jedi trials to finally, to finally become a Jedi. He has to kill Darth Vader, his own father, Obi-Wan tells him there's no other way. You have to kill. If you don't kill him, we lose. Yoda tells him there's no other way. If you don't kill him, we lose. And he finds the humanity in his father. He throws down his lightsaber and says, no, you failed your highness. You failed your highness. I am a Jedi. Like like my father before me. That is my 
favorite moment of all time in Star Wars. Like that encapsulates not only Luke Skywalker so much, but what Star Wars is about. That's the what fact it, that he says your highness gets me every time. Yes, that, that's <laughs> what that's what Star Wars is about. I know like uh, I bring up this line a lot. I know it's a controversial moment in The Last Jedi and it's a controversial character, but I like Rose as a character and the line that she says wow. the line that she says it it's not uh, this is how we win. It's not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. That line encapsulates Star Wars and that line you see it in Luke right there. That's how he won the day was by saving his father whom he loved, not not by destroying them. That that to me encapsulates all of Star Wars, all of Luke Skywalker. He does the same thing in The Last Jedi, even though like he was so dejected and cynical and jaded in The Last Jedi, he comes back at the end and saves the entire galaxy essentially without throwing a single punch. Like that's that that's that's my guy. Like that's Luke. That's in cap. That's my that's what Star Wars is to me. So that's what uh that's my favorite moment of Star Wars is Luke saying that line from the whole throne room no. scene. Love I actually probably could have guessed you were gonna pick that as your number one, but yeah, <clears throat> but I do that scene is so good. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. um it's so funny to think that Star Wars is so much about pew pews and lightsabers and like the most one of the most pivotal seasons of the whole franchise has no pew pews and no lightsabers. Like <laughs> yeah, throwing his lightsaber away. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I could not. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, time. leads into uh, um, the last Jedi when he gets his lightsaber and just <laughs> throws it away like, yeah. <laughs> for different reasons. But yeah, again, yeah. Just tosses it. <laughs> loves tossing the lightsaber. Um, yeah, no, that's my favorite all time moment of Star Wars. Um, what were some of you guys' uh, honorable mentions? What were some? Okay, uh, let me start with an important one because this one actually probably would have been number one for me, but I told you I didn't write things down, so I kind of forgot about this until just now. But <laughs> typical. Yeah, I know. You know, jazz cabbage. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, in Revenge of the Sith, and I told Josh this. I think we just talked about this the other night, but so. I do remember seeing like the original trilogy in theaters uh, on the own. They brought it back and I did see episode one and two in theaters because I was just a freaking geek. But then episode three came out. That was the most excited I had ever been for a Star Wars movie because I kind of knew where it was going. Um, But <clears throat> when Anakin takes his first breaths with the Darth Vader mask on, which I know he was technically Darth Vader before that, but like in my mind, that was when he became Darth Vader. Bone and they chilly. put the mask on. Oh my God, dude. Like I remember like people Bone in the chilly. theater like reacted, like people were crying in the theater. Um, dude, I, that shit was so cool to me. The first. Bone oh, chilling. Dude, yeah. that was so awesome. I mean, like I said, obviously you knew, actually I think it was in the trailer. So like what a surprise. Yeah. But the first Darth Vader breaths through the mask were so f-ing cool. Yeah. That was like everything I ever wanted from Star Wars before that point. <laughs> yeah, that's a no. That's a great moment, it, it, especially in theaters. Like bone chilling moment. Like oh yeah. my god, yeah. because they had they had just enough silent. Like it wasn't like a silent moment. They like went like that one beat longer. Like it was silent. Yeah. And then like one extra beat, and then oh, oh man, dude, it was so. F-ing cool yeah. <laughs> yeah. i still freak out thinking about it when i watch that movie now that's still the part that like 
oh my god like i watched the movie for that part yeah that is a bone chilling moment um what about some of you other guys honorable mentions i have a lot so when i get to mine i'm just gonna rattle them off i think i only have like two i think the last one that's like really really major to me uh no surprise is rogue one uh the uh the end where Jin and and uh Cassian are hugging it out as they yeah. see like their impending doom heroes i love that scene because mm-hmm. again like not only did this movie do such a good do- job of of humanizing the entire thing and like like you said making that gray area so big because yeah. it shows you like the rebels did stuff that was messed up too um uh, but Cassian and- at the beginning in the opening scene kills his informant yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then ending the movie like that, where it just had the guts to like kill everybody off. Yeah, it was just amazing because it sh- like it it makes you feel the real consequences. Like you fell in love with both of these characters; they both had like such redemption stories, mm-hmm. and for it to end with them, you know, hugging it out, and uh, you knowing that they basically faced the most. Uh, the biggest consequence of it all, you know, like yep. they're gone. Yep. And if it wasn't for them, then we don't get any of the other movies because Leia doesn't get the plans, you know? Yep. Um, so that moment is just, it's one of those moments where you see it every single time and you just want to, you know, cry a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it hits every single time you see them hug it out and you see it almost looks like a nuke coming at them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, mo- no, that moment is definitely one of my favorites. Um, uh, right after that, <laughs> another good moment that I like right after that in Rogue One is when they're talking to Tarkin. One of the commanders is talking, uh, talking to Tarkin, and he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, like Tarkin, um, should we go after the fleet? And he says, uh, Lord Vader will handle the fleet, Lord Vader will handle the entire fleet. Like, you, like, you know, how crazy that has to sound. Like, this dude's like, okay, should we like scramble the fighters so you know they can like go after the fleet? And he's like, no, this one dude's gonna handle that whole fleet. It's like, oh my god, yeah, no, that that is uh, that's great. Um, Hunter, you got any honorable mentions you want to bring up? Uh, I got three. Um, one, I know I've told you about it, Josh. Um, it's, um, very, it's very quick, but, um, in the last Jedi, when Haldo sins and sacrifices herself and Kamikaze's in, yeah, Kamikaze's into that ship. That is the most beautiful shot I have ever seen in a movie theater Yeah, with the score. And it just. Power up, power up. You just hear your engine and then just silence like yep. that. That's I get goosebumps every time I watch that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, one I just like because it makes me laugh every time is when Leia goes to Han. I love you. And he just goes, I know. I know. Dude, Han was that's just solidifies Han as like the coolest motherfucker in the galaxy, man. Um, and then my last one is the Maul versus Qui-Gon and uh Obi-Wan. Yeah. Mainly not yeah, mainly for that for Duel of the Fates. That song carried that movie. Yeah, no, um I agree. No, that that's on my honorable mentions list too. That's a fantastic one of the best fight scenes in Star Wars, and yeah, one of the best scores on Star Wars as well. I didn't know we were supposed to give our entire list, so I just have one more before so you give done. us your list of forty. Go, go ahead. 
the one that was going to be on my top three that I said, can I tie for number two? <clears throat> in Empire Strikes Back, when Luke uh, goes out on the Tauntaun and doesn't come back and Han's about to leave and then realizes Luke hasn't come back mm. and uh, he goes out and looks for him, but even when he says, my friend is out there, I thought that was f***ing awesome because at that point they really hadn't, Han had not acknowledged that he gave a about any of those people that's true and yeah. uh i really he's about to that. leave again I, honestly yeah like yeah no i was yeah. saying he's literally about to leave and then yeah. realizes luke isn't there and is like what the friends out there so yeah um and yeah and then han goes out there and saves him and cuts open the tauntaun they, whatever um that whole hey, scene what? is awesome yeah. what what <sighs> moving on <laughs> <laughs> but anyways just like i said the the my friend is out there part i was like that's pretty awesome like going back and watching it now because han never acknowledges that he gives a shit about luke or leia yeah. or even with leia it's like obviously he likes her but it's like like yeah like <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> oh did did you not have another one was that it <laughs> no i said I, I had one more that was it Oh, okay, gotcha. That I actually that, have one more real one. quick. And that's I had a lot of that I could put in there, but we've talked about most of them already anyways. Go ahead, David. Uh, so um, I think my last one would be uh, Ahsoka versus Darth Maul in the last episode of uh, the new season of The Clone Wars. Yeah. I think that scene is like so pivotal because these, the, the entire time, Darth Maul basically starts a war mm. to get uh, Obi-Wan and... Anakin, Anakin to come because he wants to kill Anakin. Yeah. And the whole crazy thing of it all is that he's like not lying. He's like no. trying to tell Ahsoka, like, yo, Anakin's what's also about crazy to... about it is Ahsoka was about to join him until he said he was gonna kill Anakin. Like yeah. the she was going to join him until he said he was gonna kill Anakin. Yeah, but the whole the crazy you know, the whole thing, you you're watching it, like obviously you know what happens next. Yeah. So you you know, that's how you're supposed to watch it or whatever. But it's just crazy that he's like he's not lying, you know. He's no. not manipulating her, you know. He 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 knows what's gonna happen, yeah. and if Ahsoka listens to him, you know, maybe she gets there in time to stop Anakin. So the whole, you know, that whole fight scene is just crazy. I mean, Darth Maul has so many good scenes, but that that's he's really a pivotal character to Star Wars, mm-hmm. like. And you would not think that just by watching the movies, but like, yeah, he's such a pivotal character to Star Wars. Well, what's yeah. crazy, and, and I mean, that scene adds on even more to the scene in Rebels because you know she knows she maybe could have stopped it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Just real quick before you give your list, Josh, you were just saying Maul really controlled Anakin's fate because if he doesn't kill Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon is going to teach Anakin. Only reason Obi-Wan, yeah. Obi, only reason Obi-Wan taught Anakin was because Qui-Gon died and he promised him. Yeah. And then he had the chance to kill Anakin, but then Ahsoka didn't let him. So he yeah. had twice that he up the universe by also what if maul killed obi-wan and qui-gon in that moment like they would not have trained anakin like and they would have sent him back into slavery to be honest like they like they would not have trained him so yeah no he he is a very pivotal character to star wars so um no those those are all great moments um yeah i'm just gonna rattle off my honorable mention a lot of these we've mentioned already um Luke rescuing Han on Tatooine, that whole opening sequence of 
Return of the Jedi, one of my favorite, probably would have cracked my top three, uh, but I did, you know, wanted to try and get some variety. Um, all the scenes with Snoke, Snoke, the specifically Snoke sunning Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi, and um, yeah, saying like you were bested by a girl who never held a lightsaber, you fit, yeah, that's one of my favorite moments in Star Wars. Um, Yoda meeting Luke and Yoda meeting in Empire Strikes Back's, I think the funniest scene in Star Wars. But so goddamn funny every yeah, time. Yeah, but also also so much emotion and so much history behind that scene. Um, let me see, Yoda and Luke. The scene that was uh Bodhi's number one, I think, uh, was Yoda and Luke in the Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that scene. Yeah, that's my honorable mention. Uh. The Vader hallway scene we mentioned uh, in Rogue One. That's definitely one of my favorites. Duel of the Fates with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon versus Maul. Uh, this one, I had a hard time keeping out of my top three. The Kessel Run in Solo. I love that Ooh, sequence. Yeah. I love yeah. the Kessel Run in Solo. I, I freaking love that sequence. So I won't go into all the intricacies and stuff. But yeah, that one almost cracked mine. Uh, Ahsoka versus Vader as uh, in Rebels, like David. I think you that was your number one, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that one's on mine. Uh, Luke becoming one with the Force at the end of the Last Jedi, and uh, mm-hmm. hearing his theme again, the uh, same one from A New Hope when he's looking into the twin suns, and he says like he's him again, sunning Kylo, and he's like, you know, I everything you said is wrong. Um, the rebellion is reborn today you know the war has just begun and i will not be the last jedi and it cuts to ray rescuing them lifting the rocks and shit. that that's one of my favorite moments uh can't believe nobody's mentioned this one but uh vader telling luke he's his father in empire strikes back that's uh definitely one of my favorite moments definitely at this the- point <laughs> i guess so yeah <laughs> but yeah that's such an important moment definitely one of my favorites uh, Chewie, we're home in the Force Awakens. Uh, that was good, close to being one of mine. I, yeah, I couldn't pick um, some Force Awakens over the other things, but yeah, that was close to one of mine. That that's there's so much history in that line as well. Um, the Revenge of the Sith opening, I think, kind of that was like your number two or something like that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that one's also mine. Uh, my favorite opening. Um. Luke meeting Obi-Wan in A New Hope. And uh, now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. I love that scene. And Obi-Wan remembering about the Clone Wars. And also the fact that Obi-Wan is has to lie to Luke and tell him that, like, Darth Vader killed his father. And, like, you can just see in Alec Guinness's face how much pain and history, like, he is not show, not telling Luke, like, in that scene. Um, but, yeah, that my one of my favorites uh the ray and kylo ren throne room scene in the last jedi where they fight uh where kylo kills snoke and they fight the uh praetorian guards uh beautiful um, yeah the tatooine sunset in a new hope where at the beginning of new hope introing luke when he's looking out into the twin suns parallel oh, to the scene scene. the last jedi yeah um the opera scene and return of uh, in revenge of the sith where Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, where Anakin's talking to Palpatine during while they're watching that opera, and Palpatine is telling Anakin about Darth Plagueis the Wise, and there's also a lot of 
that also scene kind of encapsulates the uh, whole dynamic of the Jedi and the Sith and the perspectives of everything. And Palpatine literally tells him, you know, good is a point of view, Anakin, you know, and he's like the the Jedi or Anakin says the Jedi are selfless and they don't care. They only care about others, not themselves. And it's cool to see the dynamic of how, you know, perspective of good is. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also that's, like, that's a good, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, the pod race. I love the pod race in a new hope. Um, I think it just remains. It reminds me of like a f-ing race scene. Like, Oh, you mean, I know, or, uh, Phantom yeah. Menace, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it reminds me of just like an OG like race scene from like a drag race from Fast and Furious or something like that. <laughs> um, the trench also run, boo. the <laughs> the trench run <laughs> in A New Hope, uh, where Luke blows up the Death Star. I love that uh, space battle. The Rogue One space battle uh, over Scarif, where uh, Admiral Radis is like, "Bring in the Hammerhead Corvette," and they take out the uh, shield. Uh, they, yeah, that was such a cool maneuver. Um, and then last one is the Battle of Endor space battle with, uh, oh yeah, um, with uh, Lando helming the Millennium Falcon, and they also blow up the Death Star again. Uh, with nine uh, again, yeah. So that's all those that I just mentioned <laughs> on my honorable mention, I thought about putting in my top three at one point or another. So I probably could have made a list of about 40 honorable mentions, but when I, you same. first asked the question, I had like five things that popped in my head immediately. So <laughs> yeah, same. No, I, I, those are the ones I cut down. Yeah. I could definitely have like a hundred moments on there, but it's like, we talk about all the time. Like our, our top five favorite movies is like 20 movies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, oh, I feel like was, I just wanted to give like the the top like four four ish to five moments that really made me like feel a hundred emotions. You know, yeah. that's uh, what I said. I tried to pick what I I know what's cool and what's important, but I also know what made me feel the most emotion. So yeah, like you I, know, which I'm really surprised Josh didn't bring up Babu Frick. <laughs> I swear to God, on the car ride home today, I was thinking about like, should I put Babu Frick in the top three? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is a top Star Wars moment. Damn, I cannot lie. <laughs> now, now, which time? The first time or the second? The second time, time is elite because yeah. <laughs> it's like P- P- Poe is also like Babu made it too. He's like, hey, hey. like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, no, that that is a great moment. You're right. I need to add that one. Um, yeah, no, this was great. We got to do stuff like this more often. That was like a celebration of Star Wars. Uh, just not with say, DC. Just not with DC. We could probably do it with DC. There's some DC movies no. I love, but um, no. Oh, that's that's I, all. I think the- we could do. We could definitely do some DC animated moments. No. And there's some live action moments. Even in the DCEU, there's some live action moments that I really like. Um, but um, yeah, that's all the time we have for today, folks. Sorry we ran a little bit long on this one. Um, we are gushing over sweaty stuff. But uh, Bodie, where can uh, the Daimyo of Drip, where can people find you at? Oh, Dang. cool. At Cody S. Williams on Twitter. That's where y'all can find me. Yeah, okay, f*** that guy. Am I right? <laughs> um, David, where can people find you at? 
You can find me at Cody Williams. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> David Hidalgo, 44, on Twitter. Hunter, where can people find you at? Uh, if you have any hail for me, send it to at Cody S. Williams. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Send it to him. I ain't dealing with it this week or <laughs> next week. All right. Send your hate mail to at uh, Cody S. Williams since he decided to ghost us all of a sudden. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the great Josh B. Send all your comments, questions, concerns to at the Fan Wars Pod, and uh, we will get to it there. Our uh, intern will get to it at uh, one point or another. Um, yeah, thank you. Also, for... I'm back now. F- y'all, I didn't know I was on mute. At Cody S. Williams. Wow. Yeah, whatever. We lost interest. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 49 of the Fan Wars podcast, and we will see you all in a couple weeks. <laughs>